Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, and it's designed to get us into God's Word for about 12 or 13 minutes every day. Oh, it's so important for us to be in God's Word because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So that's how faith develops within us as we learn God's teachings, understand them, and believe in them, and make the proper application to our lives. But also, faith grows as we continue in God's Word on a regular basis, so we become stronger in our faith. Well, today's Bible class helps us to keep a more positive, a more spiritual outlook on life, focused on our soul salvation, on our relationship with God, and it better equips us to take on whatever the day might throw at us. You know how these days throw so much at us. I can virtually guarantee you that you have people in your life who need this change of mindset, this change of focus and direction. They need to start thinking about their spiritual lives, about their relationship with God. Probably some within your own family, but certainly among your friends and your work associates and the people around you. So share these short studies with them. You can do that through Facebook Friends text messages, maybe some other technological means that you have access to. Share with them. Make up your mind to do that. You may help them get to heaven. So share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, literally anybody and everybody. Share. We're talking about the tragedy, the sadness of being almost persuaded to become a Christian, almost saved, but lost. By way of illustration, we talked about a 62-year-old miner whose car broke down in the Mojave Desert. He began hiking across that desert. 22 miles he went, the last two crawling, but finally collapsing and dying from thirst and exhaustion. Yet he was only just over the hill, half a mile from Saratoga Springs. He almost made it to safety, but died before he got there. We talked about the soldier from World War II having survived horrific battles and four years of war. And he was there when the Allies won that war, communicated with his mother and said, I'm coming home. He got all the way to the United States boarded a small plane in Dallas, Texas, or for Dallas, Texas, but tragically crashed before he reached his destination. He almost made it home after four years of war. But having survived that war, he died before he made it all the way home. We talked about the space shuttle Columbus, or Columbia, February 1st, 2003, its 28th mission, after having been in space on that mission for 16 days and carrying a number of astronauts. 16 minutes from landing, 16 minutes from being back home, those seven astronauts were killed as the shuttle disintegrated on re-entry and rained pieces down in the states of Louisiana and Texas. Of course, from a scriptural perspective, the classic 
illustration or example is King Agrippa himself. Listening to the Apostle Paul, as Paul was a prisoner of the Roman governor, Festus, a prisoner of the Roman government, about to be sent to Rome to stand trial before Caesar himself. And Paul was given an audience before Festus and King Agrippa, King Agrippa being a Jew. And when Festus heard Paul talk about Christ having been crucified and put in the grave, the tomb, and then arising from the dead, Festus said, you're mad. Your much learning has made you mad. In other words, he said, you're crazy. You're insane. You're out of your mind. But Paul said, oh no, Festus, I'm not mad. I'm speaking truth and reason. And then he focused upon Agrippa. And he said, do you believe these things? You know what's been happening. These things were not done in secret. And of course, Agrippa would have known the prophecies from the Old Testament about the Christ coming, the Savior, the Messiah. And Jesus fulfilled every one of those prophecies. And then finally, Paul said, I know that you believe. And Agrippa's response, almost you persuade me to become a Christian. But sadly, tragically, we have no scripture account that Agrippa ever became altogether persuaded that he ever became a Christian. Well, why do people hold back? Why do people get to the point where they're virtually at the gates of heaven? They can see across the entryway, but they never cross the threshold. They remain almost persuaded to become a Christian, but they never take the final step. What holds them back? Well, we talked about maybe Agrippa was an example of pride holding him back. Maybe he just thought, if I become a Christian, I may lose my position as king. I may have to step down. I may be dethroned, and I don't want that. I want to be the master of my own destiny, the captain of my own soul. I wonder if he thought about how, whether or not he was prepared to be lost for all of eternity by not making up his mind to become altogether persuaded to become a Christian. Some people let pride stand in their way. They do not think they need a savior. They think they're good in and of themselves. You know that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 and through 23, that even not everyone who calls him Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. He goes on, and I'm paraphrasing, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, look at all the great things we've done in your name. Cast out demons. We've done many mighty works in your name. Oh, they're going to think they're good folks, even obedient to their Lord, giving him glory. But in verse 23, Jesus said, depart from me, you evildoers. I never knew you. You know, people, many people come to the point of learning that they have been wrong according to what the scriptures teach. 
They may have been sincere, but they've still been wrong. But they're too proud to take that step of admitting that they've been wrong and repenting of that wrong and then becoming a Christian. What if Saul of Tarsus, who later became the Apostle Paul, what if when he had been confronted by his Lord on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9, what if he had just closed his heart to what happened to him in that day, having been struck blind, having been confronted verbally by the Lord himself, and said, no, I'm, I, I'm not going to follow you. He had been persecuting Christians. He had been an enemy of the church. He watched over the garments of those who stoned Stephen, the first Christian martyr, recorded in Scripture. What if in his pride, his position as probably a member of the Sanhedrin Council, a Pharisee of the strictest order, what if he had said, no, I can't be wrong? When he had been told to go to Damascus, what if he had walked the other direction? When Ananias had been sent by the Lord and come to him, and as Paul later recounted in Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, when Ananias said, why are you waiting? Arise, be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. What if he had said, I will not do this. I have been serving God with all of my heart for all of this time. I can't be wrong. But he was. And you see, Saul of Tarsus succumbed to the truth. He submitted his will to God's will, to the Lord's will. He repented of his wrong, his sinfulness, his exceeding rage against the church and against Christianity how he had hunted down Christians, persecuted them, voted for their execution, compelled them to blaspheme the name of the Lord. Oh, he repented of all of that. He had a great position of honor and prestige and authority, but he gave all of that up because he learned the truth and he wanted to go to heaven. He did not remain almost persuaded he became altogether obedient to the gospel of Christ. He surrendered his will to the Lord's will. He responded to the Lord's invitation, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You see, Jesus is a much better master of our souls than we could ever be by ourselves, on our own. Oh, and Paul was able to write later in Galatians 2 and verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, Saul of Tarsus became altogether persuaded to become a Christian and became a mighty gospel preacher and apostle, divinely appointed of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Where are you at right now? Are you ready to take that same step and surrender your will, humble your heart, and become altogether persuaded 
to obey your Lord? Or are you still going to remain just outside the gates of heaven, almost persuaded? Let's pray. Father, help us. Help us to see the truth. Help us to humble our hearts. Help us to submit our will to your will and become altogether persuaded to become a Christian. Please guide us in this, Father, and help us. We pray for your forgiveness, Father, and hear our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.